Welcome back to Sports Day SA, and don't forget you can be part of the show. one 736 is the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, or give us a text on 0427 154 If you stayed up and watched the cricket last night like men's, who's starting to fall asleep, um, <laughs> let us know, and uh, yeah, it was amazing stuff. But, men's, we've got uh, the man himself, the legend of the Adelaide Always 36 as an assistant him. coach. Thanks to mate, fair dinkum internet uh, without the fuss. Welcome to Sports ASA, Scotty Ninnis. Ninny, welcome, mate. Oh, oh stop it, boys. But, uh, <laughs> look, I'll, t- I'll take all the accolades. Uh, don't worry about that. But uh, thanks for having me. Nice to be on, as always. Um, yes. Bit of a disappointment on the weekend, obviously, but uh, we we live to fight another day. Uh, what are the positives that came out of that game against Perth? Oh, look, I I found it to be one of the one of the most frustrating games I've, I've ever been involved in. We it was such a game of momentum, you know. We, we you know, they got a lead. We, you know, we got a good lead. They got up by twenty in the in, in the. Third quarter, we go on a 12-0 run and get our, you know, get back into the game, and, and then to, yeah, unfortunately, not be able to go on with it was uh, was was really disappointing. Um, yeah, obviously we had some in-game issues with with a couple of players, uh, with a lovely bout of gastro that's roared its way through uh, well, the coaching staff as well. Not me, thankfully, but um, during this week as well. So we. Yeah, we were without Jacob Wiley in, in the second half and, and Jason Gaddee got sort of struck down towards the end of the game as well. But I think, to me, the positives out of that, if, if, you, if you could find them, was, you know, Alex Starling got to, you know, got to play some minutes that he hasn't over the last few weeks and, and I thought was fantastic. And, and Torhey Smith-Milner, you know, chimed in and played some extended minutes and shot the ball particularly well. So... It's always about that next opportunity. Um, you know, you're always going to have problems with it be injury, foul trouble, or, or in this case, I guess gastro. But um, you know, those those guys putting their hand up that they're ready to take the next step was uh, was really encouraging. I was going to ask you about Alex Starling because I thought his performance to step up in the in the loss with the loss of Jacob Wiley. I thought clearly the best game he's played for the club. Oh, absolutely. And then, look, I'm completely biased, having coached him you know, in the NBL1 at South Adelaide for the last two years. I just know what a you know, what a competitor he is. And, and I was talking about this with someone today. You know, the guy's 34 years old, you know, a rookie in the NBL, and has, has basically sat there for, for over an hour and is able to come on and still play at that same level that he always does and diving on the floor for loose balls and you know, rebounding head and shoulders above everyone else. And, and yeah, I, I was really happy for him because it has been a bit of a frustrating time, you know, not getting the minutes uh, that he, he would like, obviously. Um, but he certainly put his hand up that, uh, you know, he's ready to go no matter what the situation is. Uh, in any game. Scotty, I want to ask you about a couple of stats over the last uh, four matches in particular. So the last four games the 36ers have played, we've lost a turnover battle in all four games. So 12-6 to six in the one on the weekend, 13-10 to 10 against the Wildcats in our win, 23-10 to 10 against the Breakers and 12-6 to six in our other game, our other loss. Uh, has that been talked about how we take care of the ball a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've had some, uh, you, you know, we, we've... we've the turnover count a little bit better than, than what it once was. Obviously, when you start talking in the 20s, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You're not going to win too many games 
when you're throwing the ball that way that much. The other, I guess, really concerning stat for us is how many times we're giving up offensive rebounds. And, you know, for the most part, you know, of this season, defensively, we've been pretty good. But, you know, against Perth on, on, on Saturday night, we give up nine offensive boards in the first quarter alone. And I, I don't know if I've even heard of that before. Yeah. And by halftime, it's 15 and it's 21 for the game. So you're just giving them more and more opportunities. They end up having 20 more shots in the game than us. You know, it's just those sorts of things, you know, are heartbreaking. You know, you, you just, it's something we've got to correct. It's something uh, we speak about regularly. And, you, you know, I think when you talk about rebounding, for the most part, most people just think it's that's your big guys, that's their department, they need to take care of it. But the way the game's evolved over the last three years, it's so much more premier orientated and there's so many many more three-pointers that are taken these days. So you now start talking about long rebounds. So it, collectively, it's on the entire team and, and the guards are equally as important as the big guys. So it's it's an area that you know, we, we haven't been able to correct yet, but uh, it's something we need to if we're going to make any noise at all this year so then just on that is that how we stop teams from scoring because again our last two losses southeast melbourne phoenix scored 102 the wildcats 99 yeah in our wins we keep the wildcats to 78 and the breakers to just 85 so is it the rebounds and the turnovers the main factor in stopping the opposition from putting a score on the on the board oh yeah absolutely that's um once again we've you know, we you, you know we talk about. I'm not just us. Anyone talks about, you know, what what your identity is as a team and and what sort of culture you have. And identity wise, you know, I sort of felt for the most part that it was becoming a defensive one. We were able to keep teams, you know, in the 80s. And then you give yourself, you know, every opportunity to win that game. Unfortunately, earlier on, we were keeping teams in the 80s, but we couldn't couldn't get out of the 70s ourselves. So. Um, you know, when you have a defensive mindset and you're able to do that and stop teams and then give up those offensive rebounds in particular, it's, it is it is deflating. It's, you know, it's sort of... And then they score out of that. So you've done everything right for 20 seconds, made a team shoot a tough shot and then they get an, you know, get an open shot, which invariably they, they make up offensive rebounds. So, yeah, we, we, we speak about it. Regularly, um, you know, it was a point of emphasis in particular uh, yesterday at training, and, and it's something we need to correct as a group. Want to ask you about training this week, leading into Saturday Saturday night's game against the Jackies. Uh, how how has it been, and has that gastro now gone from the group? Is it well and truly passed by? Well, yesterday was exciting because both CJ and Craig Simpson were out of training, so. Uh, Old mate, uh, myself had to take training yesterday. So oh, you would have loved uh, that. Bit... Oh, I loved it, mate. Ranted <laughs> and raved. There was TV cameras everywhere. There was NBA <laughs> scouts in the stands. So I was strutting up and down like I was the man again. But uh, no, it's it's uh, yes, very fortunately just a just a just a fill in there. But uh, yeah, uh, had some conversation with CJ earlier. He's still flat, but he's over the gastro. So. He'll be out again tomorrow, and, and Craig Simpson, our other assistant coach, is in the same boat. But it's we're probably fortunate that it didn't hit more of the players, to be honest with you. So, you know, we obviously had well, Jacob Wiley, we, we had a lot of trouble with, and he, he wasn't able to fly back with us from Perth. He, he was wow. that crook, and, and, and uh, you know, Kadee, it's it certainly knocked him about as well. And, you know, I haven't seen CJ or... or or Craig for the for the last three days, so 
we're probably fortunate. Obviously, it was a pretty, you know, pretty pretty bad strain of it. So, yeah, thankfully it hasn't gone any further than that, and hopefully we've seen the end of it now. And uh, yeah, can hit the game running on Saturday night. So we'll just amend that. We're currently chatting with 36's head coach, Scott Ninnis, at the moment. <laughs> uh, Scotty, the Jack Jumpers on Saturday night. We know that the crowd turns up here in Adelaide. It'll be a great atmosphere then. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix the following Friday. A nice couple of back-to-back games at home. To We mentioned it last night on the show. Only a game outside of that top six. So to really catapult yourself back up that ladder. Yeah, it has. It's been such a strange year with... with anyone being able to beat anyone, which which has been good for us. We obviously, you know, you no one wants to start, you know, three and six like, like we have, but there's been so many upsets along the way. And, and apart from Melbourne United, who themselves got beat on Monday night as well, it, it's it's been pretty open. So that, that has been a good thing, you know, to be still in one of those teams in the mix to, you know, you just need to get, get your stuff sorted out and, and you know, hopefully make a run in the right direction. But, you know, the Jack Jumpers are one of those teams where if you're not ready to go against them, you're going to get beaten. They're, they're tough as nails. They're, they're disciplined. They're, they're really, really well coached. But, you know, once again, it's nice to be home. Let me tell you that. Like, we've been to Brisbane. We've been to Perth twice. We've been to Sydney. We've been to New Zealand. So to be in our own bed for a, a couple of weeks straight is... It's pretty exciting, but uh, it certainly doesn't get any easier from from a game po- standpoint. Obviously, Tassie, uh, as I've just talked about, are, are really good. We get the Phoenix coming in here next week, who've, who've just signed Daniel Johnson. So, yeah, I was going to uh, ask you about get, that too. We get, we get him coming to town, so uh, that's uh, <laughs> you know he'll want to come in here and, and perform well. And, and I'm a, to be honest with you, I'm I'm a little bit surprised it's taken this long for him to. Pick up a gig, you know. We all know the, you know, how good a player he's been for such a long period of time, and, and I was fortunate enough to coach him at the NBL one level this year as well. And uh, it's exciting to have him back in the league. Not so exciting to have him come back and play against us in a week's <laughs> time, but uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm stoked for him, and, and hopefully it uh, leads on to more than just a short-term contract for him. I want to ask you about DJ. Was there when decided to get rid of? Uh, an import, and there was room for DJ to come into the lineup. Was there talk amongst the club about possibly getting DJ back into the roster this year? No, not really. I think a lot of this, you know, a, lot, a lot of the stuff with him happened before I, I came on board, and, and um, you know, I think that you know both parties, you know, moved on from each other, um, you know, in, in the off-season. And, uh, look, I, as I said, I'm, I'm a massive rap for him. I, You know, I've watched what he's been able to do on a consistent basis for the club for the last 10 years, and uh, I'd, I'd have him in a heartbeat. I'd, 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 I love him. And, you know, six or 11 guys that can shoot the ball like him don't grow on trees. But I, I think... Yeah, I think that you know that that thing had moved on. Uh, for, as I said, for, for both parties, and uh, you know there was talk that DJ was going to go overseas, and, and I believe he was overseas just recently, but it didn't uh, didn't pan out for whatever reason. So no, it wasn't really sort of any conversation about him. You know, maybe stepping into the breach, and um, let's just hope that that doesn't come back to bite us on the backside next <laughs> weekend. So. 
Scotty, just before we let you go, I shall last time about the NBA, and you mentioned about Bonds' Celtics, that they look very nice this year. I just wanted to ask you about James Harden heading to the Clippers and how that's going to work with Kawhi, Harden, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook all in the same team. Well, it's not going to work. Let's, let's be <laughs> frank. That. Anyone anyone that thinks that Harden and Westbrook, you know, the, you know two ball-dominant guys... Yeah, and there's two other guys on the team that are better than those two. You know, like I, I just don't, I just don't understand how some of these uh, NBA GMs look back and go, well, that that's going to work. So, um, you know, especially when you know you're not talking about guys you're bringing in who have got you know a lot of championship success. You know, they've got, they've got none. But uh, you, you know, I, I personally don't see how it's going to work. I'm a huge rep for. For Leonard, I think what he's done um, over the years, we've seen it with San Antonio and, and Toronto is out and out superstar. With him, you know, being able to stay healthy as well. But uh, I just think that's <laughs> going to be a ticking time bomb. It's uh, bring out the popcorn, boys. We'll yes. sit back and watch that, and see see what happens with that. But uh, to me, that 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 doesn't uh, doesn't equal championship success. I'm happy to be prove proven wrong, but uh, we will see. I think the rest of the world is with you there, Ninny. Hey, what about uh, Scott Ninnis Premium Wine Tours? Are they on a bit of a hiatus at the moment while you're in the assistant coach's chair, or uh, are you still keeping oh, that running? Absolutely not. No, it's uh, I've had the business going for 11 years now, and uh, knowing how fickle the Basel world can be, uh, yeah, I could be back in that chair uh, <laughs> you know, in a year, two years, or five years' time. Who knows? But uh, no, I've... I've I've got a guy, JR, who's who's driven for me over the last seven or eight years, who's running all the tours during the course of the NBL season. And it's been it's been quite exciting. You know, probably the last month it it almost seems like it's it's back to normal, you know, like a yes. little thing called COVID uh buggered up a lot of us in the tourism industry. But um, you know, we we've had I've had JR out to the Barossa and the Clarenville four or five days a week for the last uh, last month, which is really really exciting. So, uh, I, I tell you what, I miss sitting sitting. Uh, even though I can't taste wine during by myself when I'm doing tours for obvious reasons, but I just miss sitting there looking at the vineyards in a stress free life rather than uh, you know ranting and raving on the sideline during an NBL game. So uh, it's. Uh, I look forward to the off season to get back up uh, and see all my friends in the Bros and McLaren Vale, but uh, yeah, wouldn't change it for anything. Nini, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Great to have a chat with you again, and um, good luck on Saturday night against the Jack Jumpers. And uh, we'll get the win there, and then uh, knock off the Phoenix. We own one. Sounds good to me. Thanks, Scotty. Scott Ninnis there, assistant coach with the Adelaide 36ers, and he was brought to us by Mate Score a Mobile Deal, as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with Mate. What's a worldie, men's? Is that just a goal? Yeah, well, a worldie is an unbelievable goal. Unbelievable world, goal. Yeah, a worldwide goal. It worldwide goes around goal the world. goes around the world. Yep. Worldie. Yep. I don't mind that. Yeah, it's a great call. Um, <laughs> as was uh, Scotty Ninnis' call there on the Clippers. He also, when Wilds was with me a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that the Celtics were his, his pick this year. He likes what they've done. So Smart man, Scott. Yeah, yeah well, he is. He's very... Well, how interesting, though, um, as he mentioned, Daniel Johnson. Mm. Um, he's a legend of the Adelaide 36ers. Had a, a not a falling out, but CJ and him just it didn't work. So he was going to move on. He had a contract in Japan. Yeah, went to Japan. That didn't 
happened for whatever reason. So terms couldn't be agreed to. So he came back to Adelaide. I know he's been working pretty hard yep. in the gym yep. by himself. And uh, all of a sudden, there's an injury and DJ's you've, back in the league. You've always got to be ready. And uh, and we find that in, in particularly international sports. In in the NFL, if you're a running back or and you don't have a contract, you've got to keep yourself ready because as soon as an injury pops up, you get that opportunity. And Scotty mentioned it. It's a fickle, fickle sport. And uh, yeah, you could be in and out in an instant, which we've seen with DJ. You could. It's time for Lost in the Wash. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear, Toolkit Depot, everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and work. We're in-store or online. And time for our ODI World Cup update. Henley Homes, new design with drop prices, all the luxuries, and now seven-star energy efficiency. Bonds, you know what tonight's game is about? (laughs) The bottom of the ladder. It is. It's the wooden spoon for the ODI World Cup, which is between England and the Netherlands. Now, again, you would not have picked that at the start of the World Cup, that England would be potentially uh, going to win the wooden spoon. If they lose to the Netherlands tonight, they will finish on rock bottom of the table because their net run rate would just be far too poor, even if they can get a win in their last game. But uh, surely, surely they beat the Netherlands. In the words of uh, Kelly Underwood, come on the orange team. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That is well inserted. I, I love we that. Just need, we just need them to do the right thing and knock off the palms. It would be a glorious day in it, Australia. It would. And look, can it happen? They're playing in Pune. It's a, a game that the last match that was there was between Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. Now, in that game, Sri Lanka made 241. Afghanistan chased them down three for 242. It was a game where it was a reasonable batting wicket, but it was one for more the pace bowlers rather than the spinners. Yes. So who does that suit? I mean, probably England. I mean, they've, they've got some bowlers in David Willey who um, he has some nice off-speed deliveries. I think that will suit him the most. Not so much a Mark Wood potentially. No. But, um, Wokes and Williams. Wokes certainly guys. is the other yeah. one. It's a good point. So Netherlands got a couple of nice medium to fast paces that will fancy themselves on that wicket. But um, you would think that with England with nothing to lose, you would think that one game they'll come out and whether it's a Ben Stokes or whether it's... Oh, look, I think Bairstow, he's been so poor. I would not be surprised if he comes out tonight and makes 60 or 70. Um, not dissimilar to Joe Root. After his first couple of innings, he hasn't mm. made a run in this no. World Cup. No pressure anymore. It's everything is lost. I would expect England to come out and absolutely pummel the the Dutch tonight. But look, we've seen some interesting things in this tournament so far. So if uh, that game will be done, and then it's the next few matchups, the next few days where we'll find out who's going to make the semi-finals and who's going to play in it. And it will start with New Zealand taking on Sri Lanka, which uh, is Thursday night tomorrow night. I still like the Kiwis. Yeah. I, I still think uh, I still think they take that fourth spot. Well, destiny's in their hands. They're sitting yeah. in fourth position right now. With Afghanistan losing the unlosable game last night to Australia, it means that their chances are pretty much dented. Their, their net run rate is point, minus 0.338. New Zealand's comparable is 0.398 in the positive. So they're not going to be able to make it's it up. It's a big margin. It's, a, it's too, big a, too great a margin. If New Zealand win... Afghanistan is out, uh, and Pakistan will more than likely be out unless they have an unbelievable result. So if New Zealand win, they'll more than likely finish in that fourth position, which would take on India. If they don't, then South Africa plays Afghanistan Friday night. That would be a great game if uh, New Zealand do get toppled by Sri Lanka. 
Pakistan still a chance. They play England in the last uh, second last game Saturday night. So there's a few teams that can still make the top four, but uh, it is shaping up beautifully for the semi-finals, which will start Wednesday night in uh, Mumbai. The fear for England, though, men's is going into this game. They are expected to win this game, so that and that there would be pressure on them all of a sudden. Yeah, we we should beat these guys. And if if the start of the game doesn't go the way they want it to go, yeah. For example, if they bat first and lose three in the in the power play, yep. It'll be nerves in that change room. There will be, but I think there won't be as much as there was against the Australians. I think that the reigning World Cup champions again, you can't lose to Australia. That would have been the talk in the dressing rooms. The pressure certainly would have been there, and we saw that. Whereas, I just feel like with guys like Ben Stokes, who are pretty laid back, and he was in his post match interview the other day. <laughs> I feel like with Ben Stokes, it's almost who gives the stuff now? Like, we're out. We've won it last time. It doesn't really matter. Nothing to lose attitude now. That's exactly what I feel like will be the case. Maybe not Joe Root because mm. there will be – we know he's a little bit more of an anxious character. But I just feel like the shackles will be off tonight and I feel like England will therefore be far too good. Um, but, again, we've seen some massive upsets in this World Cup so far. So go the orange team. Great call there. <laughs> go the orange team. Um, a quick community update, men's. Thanks to Fire Coat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warning, warnings online at SA. Uh, sorry, South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update was poorly read. And, <laughs> and thanks to Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect properties in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. Bonds, we've got three minutes before we're out of here tonight. Yes. So we had a movie of the week. Uh, Went all right, I thought. Yeah, I liked them. Both good movies. Um, so definitely have a watch and we'll bring you the movie of the week every Wednesday. It made me think a couple of good sports documentaries, and, and mm. these might not necessarily make the movie of the week, but I'm watching Ted Lasso at the moment. Uh, yes. So it's it's not a real documentary, but it is about sports. and um, Great series. It's won some awards. So yes. have you watched it in totality? Uh, no, I'm in the middle of series... Uh, series three. Yep. Yes. So I'm, I've just started, so I'm really looking forward to working my way through that. But it, it made me think about what other sports documentaries are out there that are great watches. And welcome to Wrexham's one that I don't mm-hmm. know if you've watched that. Lionsy, the producer, is all it. over it. Uh, have you seen Welcome to Wrexham? No, I haven't. Got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. They buy Wrexham FC and try and get them promoted. I've never seen a documentary done like this before. Normally when they do a sports documentary, it's all about the sport and the club, but they actually have parodies throughout. They bring so much about the community and uh, they have their sponsors in it. I love the way they've done it and it is well worth a watch. Um, so that is a great one. Drive to Survive, the F1 is as good as it comes. Is there any that you've watched or that spring to mind? One that I watched years ago uh, was a bit confronting, but it was excellent. It's a 30 30- 30 for 30. Yeah, great. And it's on Chris Heron, who used to play basketball for the 36ers, became addicted to um, medication. Yeah. Uh, opioids. Yes. And uh, such to a point where pre-game during the warm-up, he went out of the stadium in his uniform to get drugs oh, off his dealer. So it's, it's confronting, but unbelievably good. <sighs> That's it. I mean, that sounds unbelievable. It actually triggered in my mind another sports documentary, which I believe is on Netflix, called Bad Sport. And that is yeah, about... Yeah, a bit of that too. Yeah, so there's different ones there. Hansi Kronje is in one of them. But mm. the one that springs to mind is the college basketballer who's the point guard. 
and effectively he shaved point shaves and 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 plays to the line um, so that a gambler can get up and it's well worth a watch as well. It's um, it ruined his career unfortunately, so it is disappointing. But um, it's just so interesting to see how how things happened um, mm. and for the good, but also in the negative situations as well. Yeah, that Chris Heron one's called Unguarded. If you want to have a look at that one. Hey, men's uh, got about thirty seconds left. Uh, what have you got on tonight? Just home to look after the bubs. Yeah, I'll be going to bed a little bit earlier tonight. <laughs> I don't think England and Netherlands will quite go down to the wire like Australia and Afghanistan did. So yeah, I'll go home to look after Bailey and uh, a quieter night. How about yourself? Uh, I'll go home. I'm going to watch a bit of the Strikers, I think. So I'll watch yeah. the the WBBL and uh, I'll watch all of that, and then I'll uh, nod off somewhere. And uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, no, nah, hopefully that one's not as close as last night as well. We're in some good form, the Strikers women's team. Should we do it again tomorrow? We will do it all again tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks, Lindsay. See you, everyone.